Okay, good morning to everybody. Nice to see you. Uh, we're on page 74 in this handout, 74. And it's letter Vav is about three lines down from the top. And we started the first few lines, but I'll just begin from letter Vav anyway. So page 74, letter Vav, three lines down. Vihine, hu yisporach Hashem Isporach Birtsano, at his will, Mishana Sidre Bereshis, he can change the entire structure of creation. Bukhol Esha Yurtse, at any time that he wills. Vosanisim Benitlaos Kechafso, and will do miracles and wonders according to his will. Bidavorim Shanim, with different things and in different ways. As he decrees, is fitting for all of creation, for the benefit of creation. According to what's happening and according to the period of time. Now that's what we concluded last week after we described um, a very thorough structure of the Bria and Hishtal Shalus and the higher forces and coming down to the lower forces in the lower world. And this is the structure of Teva that Hashem made. And at the same time, at any moment, at any instant that Hashem should choose for whatever reason he has to change something and to, so to speak, interfere with this structure, he can do so. And that's an ace. So that's where we work. So therefore, what is it? That which the Chachamim said, quote, from a Midrash, Tanaim Hisna HaKadosh Baruch Hu Imkol that God made conditions with all of creation. He put conditions on creation. That's what the Chachamim say in the, in the Midrash. Lo Shelo Yishaneh HaKadosh Baruch Hu Dover Me'ata It doesn't mean that God will never change anything. In other words, you might think that what it means is that Hashem made conditions on Bereshis that you will always be exactly like this and never change. Maybe that was a condition, that it's always and forever the same way, no change. No, it's not. It's not like that. Kivadai, because most certainly, Mishanehu b'chol shinui gamur. Hashem can, choose, can change at any time He wills, and He can make a complete change in all of the structure of creation. So what does that chazal mean? What kind of conditions did Hashem make? That at the beginning of creation, Hashem showed and He made it known to all of the source powers of creation, the highest levels of kochos, you might say where the world begins, the highest spiritual forces that we talked about, the beginning of reality. And they're the ones that come down the chain ultimately and manifest in the physical world by means of malachim carrying that out. So Hashem <coughs> made it known to them, inyanam, what they're about, God told these forces their nature, va'amitas mitzi'usan, 
and what their reality is, what their emes is, what the truth of their being is, v'hatachlis l'masha nivra'u. And he also was modia to them, he made it known to them for what purpose they were created. Ve'alma asidim hayu lisbov begilgulehem. And how they would continue to function in their various functions. The word lisbov is to turn about, you know, gilgulehem in their various turnings, their functions, what they do. And what would be the end of it all? What would be their final goal? So these very highest spiritual forces, what the Ramchal has called kochos, and they are the underpinnings of reality, and from them all of reality comes into being. Hashem made it known to them because, remember, these are forces and they have intelligence. Right? They're higher than malachim. They're higher than angels. So they are vastly intelligent, beyond what we could even begin to comprehend. So Hashem made it known to these forces what they were, what their purpose was, what they're headed to, and where the world is going, and their role in it. So up there at the highest level of the Bria, so to speak, they know this. Vihisigu v'yadu. They comprehended their purpose and they knew it. And that everything is headed toward the ultimate good and the completion of creation which Hashem wants. And they were happy with it. They were satisfied and they were joyous. So it would be, if someone said to you, here's the purpose of your life, this is how it's going to end up, Everything is all going to end up sholem and the way it's supposed to be. Here's your role in it. You'd be pretty happy. Right? Oh, this is, how it's all in, this is how it all ends up? And all the things that we have to go through, this is what it leads us to, and this is why it happens. So uh, an amazing expression, the Ramchal says, vihisigu, I'm sorry, I just lost it for a minute. Um, yeah, v'nisratsu badovor, they were satisfied and they rejoiced in their role in creation and the purpose that they have. So at the highest level of creation, they know this. This is what the Chachamim referred to in a different place in the Gemara, in Rosh Hashanah, quote, All of the Creations, all my separations were created lida'atam, to their knowledge. Now that could be a very misunderstood phrase. Some people might say, well, they were consulted. God consulted with creation and said various things. It doesn't mean that. Although God does consult with malachim in other instances. Some people wanted to say, I'm not talking about meforshim. I mean, just hear, you hear things that are misconceptions. That they were asked by Hashem, is this the role you'd like to play in creation? How, would you, how about this? Is this the role you'd like to play? That's not correct. What it means is God decreed it, and he made known to them what their role was. He demonstrated it to them, and they, they could, so to speak, understand and see it, 
and in that they, they rejoiced. So that's what it means, l'da'atam, to their knowledge, God made it known to them what they were and where they were headed and where the whole world was headed. Va'amnan, however, at that time, at the very beginning of creation, when Hashem made it known to them, these lofty things, and the truth of all of their function and happening in the world, Hashem also showed them at that same time, that what would be necessary for their shlemus, their wholeness, their completed task and goal, that certain miracles were going to be done over the course of history, for the Jewish people as a whole, like Kriyat Yamsuf, for example, a splitting of the sea, like Yehoshua making the sun stand still in the sky. That was a miracle for Klal Yisroel. So he made it known to all of my Sebereshis at the deepest levels of reality, this is going to happen, there's going to be a miracle, and you're going to do it. And you're going to do it for the sake of Klai Yisroel. Olet Sadiki Mehem, or if not for all of Klai Yisroel, for certain individual Tzadikim who are Zoha to Anais. The Gemara mentions Pinchas ben Yair, that a river split it for him as a Yahid, as an individual. Ba'osam hazmanen at certain specific times. So Hashem made these conditions. That's what it means, says the Ramchal. The conditions with my Sebereshis, that phrase encompasses a lot. It encompasses that first God made known to them their role and their tafkid and the goal, and they were happy. And he also made known to them that at certain times in history, they're going to step out of their regular routine, which is teva, nature, and a miracle is going to happen, and that was fixed in to my Sebereshis. So that's what it means, l'da'atam, they were created. I'll get to your questions in just one minute, I just want to finish the flow here. <coughs> Next paragraph, v'amnam, hadover hazen ne'amar b'shorashim ha'ayonim. This matter that we just described, this occurred at, those, at that highest level of kochos, of spiritual forces. V'acharechein, and then following that, according to the way we learn that reality works, according to this, that that message that was made known to them, it also came down the chain, it filtered down the chain of reality, and it was fixed into physical reality, the way it is fitting and appropriate for them. So the physical world can also make adjustments when a nace happens. So the sun, the sun that we know, that's up there in the sky, that has a very tevadic um, role in the universe, it does the same thing all the time according to our you know, vision, that, that sun, not only its spiritual sources, but the physical sun, it was imprinted in that, that when Yehoshua ben Nun said, Shemesh begivon dom, sun in, in, in givon, be silent, be still, it stopped. So that was made known at the beginning of Bereshus.
And part of the structure, as we know, also the Pekidim, which is the Ramchal's word here for Malachim. The Malachim were established. They were put at their post to carry this out because they're the ones who carry this out into creation according to their natural laws. And when God wants it to happen, Yigzor al ha-pekidim ho'ela, Hashem will make a decree over these malachim, v'ya'amdu mitafkidam, the malachim will step off of their normal cycle and function of teva, they'll be omed, they'll stop for a moment, v'yishtanu mimahalcham hativi, they will change their natural course, k'fima shatihiyya alehem ha according to what the decree, the decree is. Now that's the principle. Now the Ramchal adds, adds one thing here at the end, a very interesting thing, and he said that there's different ways in which this can happen. Different ways, and he brings an example from Tanakh as to what he's talking about. Ukavar Efshar, it's already possible. Shehagoas hagezeira lohem that the way this decree reaches the malachim and therefore the physical world, that it can happen in different ways. Perush, meaning, just by means of example, that they can stop what they're doing, they can stop their course of nature, like a king who's commanding his subjects do this. So it's like a proclamation that Hashem says to the son, do that. The king has proclaimed. That's one way a miracle can occur. Oh, or another way, it could be in anger, like the anger of a ruler who becomes, um, I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not looking for rage, but he's upset. He's upset. Like the anger of a ruler who is upset. As it says in Tehillim about Kriyas Yamsuf, this is a Tehillim rendition of that from David HaMelech, Vayigar Vayamsuf Vayecharav. Hashem rebuked the sea and it dried up. So the Ramchal is saying, why doesn't it say, like it says in other places, that he split the sea? Why doesn't it use that Lashon? Because it's telling some, us something which he does not describe and he does not go into, that the manner of Kriyas Yamsuf from this Tehillim's perspective, this Emes perspective, is like a rebuke. Vayigar b'yamsuf v'yecharav. So that's a different, if you get the feeling for that, that's a different feeling than a proclamation. An edict is one thing, and a rebuke is another thing. So just like we relate to those two things differently in our world, up there in the spiritual alamos, there are different ways for which, through which miracles happen. And one way is an edict, and another way is a rebuke. I wish I could give more in, into that, but I'm kind of unable to do so, because the Ramchal doesn't explain what he means. And 
and similarly according to the Indian in its time. So I'll just give you another example about, Yams, about the Yamasuf, and we say it um, in Hallel. So it's also from, from Tehillim. So it says in Tehillim in the second uh, capital there, Hayam Ra'avayanos, right? The, the sea saw and it fled. Right, so that's what the Ramachal is saying, that that's a means of its parting. This is, that's why David HaMelech is using that language. Hayarden Yisav Lachar, the Yarden, which is what Yehoshua split later on in history, it turned back, a different Lasha. The mountains dance, the hills, they dance like sheep. What is it with you, the sea, that you have run away? Why did you, why did you flee? And what is it with you, the Yardin, that you drove yourself backwards, backward? So in those Lashonos, in some mysterious way, the words of our great Nevim, David HaMelech, they're telling us the manner in which the miracle occurred. And that's what the, what the Ramachal is referring to. So what he has added is that after describing the structure and how Hashem manages the structure and how he makes known to the structure what their goal is and they rejoice in it and that he tells them that at certain times they're going to make a change and lift away from what they normally do and do something else, and the way in which it happens is very unique and specific, and it's described sometimes by phrases in Tanakh. That's why that's the final phrase there of that parak. I find that very fascinating. I find it very intriguing. I, I like to know what it means that Hashem rebuked the Yam Suf. What does that mean? They could say because the Yam didn't want to split. It said, Elu ve'elu. The Yam had a taina to Hashem, that both of these are idol worshippers, the Jews and the Mitzrim. Why should I split? So Hashem says, you're splitting, right? So maybe that's what it is. He had to rebuke the Yam Suf because it had a taina. What's the difference between this people and this people? So Hashem rebuked it into splitting as opposed to issuing an edict that would have a different connotation to it. Just a, just a thought on it. Okay, please, Mrs. Franz, some questions. So the kochos, let's say if we start up here, we have kochos, the highest level of reality. Right beneath them, the chain goes down, are malachim. The malachim take what has been decreed up there in the, in the kochos realm. They take it and they bring it down into physical reality. So they're right underneath the kochos. The kochos, you might say, is reality. It is the source of reality in the spiritual realm, the malachim take that spiritual reality and they transfer it down all the way, all the way into our world. I also remember Please. learning um, and the Shemaran Hal that each creature was asked by Hashem, do you want to be this? And every creature said, yes, because they were created perfectly for their their rutsum, like the shrutsim or whatever, right. also every human 
is asked, do you want your life to be like this? And the Dushama sees what their, why things happen, and they all say yes. All right, so I'm, I'm not sure about that, because that comes from, that's based on this Chazal that the Ramchal quotes here, that all of my Sibiratius was created Ladatam. And he says that it doesn't mean that he asked them, what do you want to be? He told them what they're going to be. And they understood what they were going to be, and they were happy. But he didn't say, how about this, you know? <laughs> so I, I think that might be a misconception. And I've heard it before myself. I've heard that idea before. But if it is this Chazal, which I think it is, then the Ramchal does not, would not agree with that that he's explaining that it means he told them, explained to them, made known to them, not that he said, would you like to? I think that's the difference. Yeah, please. I, I found the two opinions are really the same, because if uh, Hashem showed the, the creature, if it's a human being or something else, and it's so clear to him that this is how it's going to be, so of course he's, he wants it. He, he, so to speak, it's like he said, do you, do you want this? Of course you want this because you see what the end results are. Right. I understand that. And it could be that, if, if, not it could be, it would be that if a person or a being saw everything, of course they would go along with it. But I, I don't see a source that Hashem said to them, how about it? I don't see. And that there's a difference between that. I see the source that he's telling them, this is it. This is where we're all headed. And this is your role in it. I'm letting you know that. So they're happy. They're rejoicing. So, Yes and no, because he, he held the mountain over their head, Kagigis. Right. <laughs> that's not like, how about it? That's more like, you know, how about it? <laughs> and I think there's a difference there. That, yeah, they saw, they agreed, they went along with it, Nasa Vinishma. There's a question about that if they said Nasa Vinishma, why did Hashem have to hold the mountain up? That's a question in the Tosfos. But regardless, there's different answers for that you have this component that it's more that we are, are shown our role, not asked about it. That's the point I'm, I want to bring out here. Yeah, please. Mrs. Klein. Um, I thought that David Amelech wrote the Shalom. He did. So why, why are other people translating it? Like a Ramchal. He's... He, He's explaining it. He's explaining what David HaMelech meant and why he used that terminology. Like any other great person could say, uh, like Rashi, right, commenting on Tehillim, this is what David HaMelech was saying. So the Ramchal is explaining, in this context, the terminology of David HaMelech and why he, doesn't say why, but that he uses the Lashon of rebuking the Yamsuf. He points that out. But really there Different people translating to different people. Yeah. 
they, they have the right to do that. I mean, they're, they're great people. And that's how our Torah works. We have the Chumash, we have the Chacham, we have Rashi, the Ramban, Eben Ezra. They're all people who are commenting and giving us clarity on what those psukim truly mean. We need them. Without them, we're not going to really know what the psukim mean. That's the, that's the chain of Torah Shabbal Peh. Which one is right? Oh, which one is right? I mean, they're all right in some way. When people are speaking at that level of Ruach HaKodesh, everybody's right. We may not follow the halacha according to one, but rather according to the other, but everyone is speaking MS. Yeah, please, Mira. Yeah, the shorashim that he refers to here are the same thing as the kochos, which is the very first level of creation. It's the highest level of, of creation. You mean like the basic things, like the light and the growth force that plants have? And the That's already down here, but the, the source for light and the source for growth, the spiritual root of that physical reality is up there. Because remember the Ramchal's principle, every physical thing has a spiritual counterpart. Every physical thing has a spiritual counterpart. That, that is its source and its root up there in higher realms. Are those yeah. all the little things, or is that like everything. inclusive? It's everything. Little to big. Like, for instance, like a mouse, for instance. It has a spiritual source. A mouse has a spiritual source. If it's here in this world, it has a spiritual source, by definition. The tiniest, a rock. Even an inanimate object. Right? The Balatanya talks about that, that the spark of life which a rock has is keeping it alive. That's Hashem's rut zone, that the rock exists. So it has a source up there in higher worlds. Everything does. Yeah, I'm just kind of moving around. Yeah, please, Julie, please. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always a lesson. Like Hashem didn't have to create the world this way. He chose to. If we didn't have to, He chose to. And one of the lessons is that we can take away from it is that a person wants to do something, you have a plan. Right? The plan is like the kochos. That's your blueprint. Then you have to carry out the plan. That's like the malachim. They're taking the, the blueprint, the plans, the idea, and they're translating it into, finally, action, into being. So the idea, for example, a building that has a blueprint, an architect, and that, what's on the paper, that's going to be the building. 
That's like the kochas. Then you have all the people in between who translate the document into the building. That's like malachim who are taking the plan and putting it into the physical world. So everything that we do in a certain way, if we would go about it in, in this, through this process, that that's a very thorough way of doing something. And you have a step-by-step process of an idea, a plan, carrying out the plan and its manifestation. And we could benefit a lot if we would govern our lives in that way. We're often operating by the seat of our pants, right? sometimes not by choice. But when we have the choice, better to go through something in a thought-out fashion. Yeah. So I think it's a very deep and relevant le- lesson for us in the, in the way Hashem chose to create the world. Did you have a hand up? I don't. Yeah, please. I have three different. Okay. The first one is, in the first paragraph, when he says that, that Hashem does everything with Hashem does everything with Hashem does Hashem does everything with Hashem does everything with Hashem does everything with and everything's going to be Lato Ellis. But that is not because that's Hashem, but that's how he created this world. He could have created a world to destroy. He could have done that. Right. And we would know no more or less about Hashem right. if he did that. It's right. just this world that he created, he created in this way that everything that he will do will be Lato Ellis Habia. Right. But he didn't have to, and he could have done something else, and could he could not tell us anything about him right. that he did. So I wanted to qualify that. We cannot comprehend Hashem. I'm taking this right out of the Ramchal, in Derech Hashem, in the very first part. We cannot comprehend Hashem, but we do know certain things about Hashem. So we can't comprehend him, who he is, he's incomprehensible. But we know, through Matan Torah and through our Naveen, and the experience of our Sinai, we know that he's sholem b'chomine shlemus. He's absolutely perfect. Ve'in bochisoron klal. There's no shortcoming in Hashem whatsoever. We know that he simply is existing, that nothing made him. He's not dependent upon anything else. And we know that he's kol yachol. So all of these things are not Hashem, because we can't comprehend him, but they are about Hashem. And that we can know. Okay, but all those yeah. things that you said that we know he is, Shlemos, so mm-hmm. those things, mm-hmm. don't dictate that he would create a world that right. would always be run with Shlemos Habriya, right. that he would have done. Well, it does follow that he would cre- be creating for purpose, and the purpose would be good, because that's all part of perfection. Okay. So we're understanding perfection in that way. Yeah. But yes, there's always a level where we could just say we don't understand. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they're destructive things that happen, but not as an end unto themselves. They're always Lito Ellis. Right. And you could say that that is part of his perfection, that that, that it couldn't be in the equation that he would create something just purely for the sake of destroying it. Right. That would not be Shalim. That would be inconsistent with Shalim, with perfection. I guess that's what I'm asking. Is yeah. that just yeah. inconsistent, inconsistent with our ability to understand Shlemus, or are we saying that we have the ability to know that that would never fit in with a perfect Shlemus? Right. It would not fit in, therefore it, it cannot be. Just like there can't be two gods. 
cannot be. Cannot be, right. Cannot be. God God has the shortcoming, cannot be. So is that a, a chesaron in God? No, it's not. The fact that he can't have a chesaron is not a chesaron. Right? That's a mila. So anything that, so to speak, he's lacking, he's lacking because of his perfection. He's lacking chesaronos because he's perfect. That's not exactly my question. Right. Well, let's, let's, right, let's, we'll move on. Okay, right, yeah. then this, the next thing, which kind of touched on some yeah. of the other things, is when he says that they were satisfied and they were happy, mm-hmm. so they're not independent thinkers. They were created with the intelligence that God gave them, and they were created with perfect intelligence, so therefore it follows that when he made known to them what everything was, that they would be satisfied and they would be joyous, and it wasn't because of any independent thinking, but it was because Hashem created them with the perfect knowledge to appreciate the perfect order of the world that He created. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so, then if it chains down and it follows that way, that everybody kind of has that appreciation, but at some point there is choice. We we have choice. Right. They don't. Right. But they do have independent intelligence, not independent to choose. They cannot choose differently. They're decreed upon. Only, only people have that ability. But they have an, an independent intelligence that Hashem bestowed upon them as these very lofty, you know, highly intelligent forces in the world. They, they understood. They understood what their role is. They, they are beings. They're, they're actual Right, They're actual beings. Yeah, yeah okay. Right, but I'm saying that that comment that they, to me, the comment that says they, they comprehended it or, or they were satisfied and they were joyous right. is more about Hashem than about them. Because, because he made them that way? Right, because it shows that he made a perfect orderly world and created the perfect intelligence, well, not to comprehend that. His, but to comprehend it, right. and they did comprehend it, and they were satisfied and right. they were joyous, right. so that means check Hashem you, you, you could say that. You could that, say that. that that's that's a, okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And, in, and in that way, if you would say to them, as a rhetorical question, I guess, but also with a true question, do you want this? They have nothing else to say, but yes, I want it. Right, but he didn't. But you're just saying, regardless right. of the I don't want to go there, because I don't see that in here. Uh-huh. And to me, that makes that's a different thing. Do you want that's different. Even though, yes, they won. Even though it created that reality, but that's not what the Ramaphala says. Okay, he told them. Right. Right. Okay. And then my last question. Is yeah. all this, um, that even if Hashem changes it, He changes reality and does Nisim through the same officers that He appointed, but right. they're operating differently. So when it says that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, He Himself... Does that mean in that action, he just he didn't change their jobs? He just totally just picked it, you know put his own hand in there and did it, and, and it yes. didn't have anything to do with any of these structures that were. It's created. a hard it's a hard topic, but I think that just the Pshuto, that's the idea that Hashem basically set aside all the malachim and he reached in and took us out of Mitzrayim. He did it himself. But that needs a lot of explanation and understanding. Yeah. Please, Mr. Um, Stein. I was kind of saying, you said Nisim are happened because of either, either 
Yeah, or, or other ways too. These are just two examples that he brings. So like, so where does Philo fit in in all this? I mean, like, if the nays happens, it's, what do you mean by, like, an edict means like uh, just something he said by my, whatever my suspicion, this is going to happen then, right. so it was decreed then. Right. And a rebuke, is, what does that mean? A like, when, we, when a nays happens, right. here is what Philo fit in, that we can change Xavier, or we can, Hashem can answer our Philo's, like, where does, like, Okay, like so what the Ramchal is talking about there is the manner in which the structure of creation has been changed and altered. The manner of it. So the manner is a decree or the manner is a rebuke in these two examples. And the difference between a decree is I proclaim and a, a rebuke is you better or you're doing this right now. That's the difference between it. What that means in Ruchanias, I don't know. But the Ramchal says that's a manner. In terms of our tefillah, so we daven, because we have the ability to send a message up the spiritual chain all the way up there, and we can, through our mitzvot and our tefillahs, change what's happening in those higher olamos, and we do when we daven. And therefore Hashem looks at what we sent up and how that affected reality, and then he responds to what we've done, in this case, tefillah. The manner of his response could be any number of things. So our tefillah is that we sent something up, we asked Hashem, and that's our role. Then the way he responds, when, how, the quality of the response, the nature of the response, that fits into that part of it. How is it going to happen? How is that change in the kohos going to occur? Right. right. He's just choosing two words, two, two terminologies that he chose to use. They can and they can't. They, I mean, they can go either way. The malachim carry up our tefillahs to Shemayim. That's one part of the process. And sometimes the tefillah is so powerful that, so to speak, it doesn't need a malach. It just pierces the heavens because of its purity and goes right up to Shemayim, doesn't need any assistance. It goes straight. So either one can, can occur. Always to Hashem. We never dive into Malachim, we never dive into Kochos. Even in that tefillah I mentioned to you last week, Machnisei Rachamin, that's part of Selichos, and we asked the Malachim to bring our tears up to Shemayim. So there are Rishonim who say, don't say that because they felt it was too close to davening to Malachim. There's Machlokis about it. It's just too close to the line. But it's, it's a minhag in Klai Yisrael to say that to Fila, Machnisei Rachamin, because we're not davening to them. We're just saying, uh, do your role, you know, do what you're supposed to do and bring our tefillos up to Shemayim. Please bring our tefillos up to Shemayim. But we're not asking them. We're not asking them to ask Hashem for Rachamin. We're just saying, bring up our... Right. And we're not asking them to answer our prayers. We're asking Hashem to answer our tefillos. We're asking them, please, bring our tefillos upward. So that could be, maybe our tefillos have a little something that they need a little boost, that we didn't have proper kavana, we were thinking about something else. So we're saying, please, nonetheless, please take our tefillos up to Shemayim. We, we beseech you. Yes, please. Uh, regarding the concept of transferability. Yes. 
the uh, passage on to, from the to the malachim to the people. I'm comparing it to um, Pirkeavot, where um, the Torah went to Joshua and then to the elders, and then to the people. Each time is it reduced in intensity to make it understandable to the let's say the, the lay people to the to the people on mass. Like in the Pardes, yeah. when you study the Torah, different levels, the different layers yeah. enable you to understand yeah. it better. It, it is true that the, uh, the transmission of Torah has to be done according to the people who receive it. So the uh, Swaram HaKadoshim say, Shlomo HaMelech said 3,000 Mishalim, 3,000 3, metaphors, Mishalim. So what does that mean? That his wisdom was so high he had to bring it down 3,000 levels in order for people to understand what he was saying. And that's Shlomo HaMelech. We're not talking about God. So he had to do that. One mushal took it down, another mushal. It's an, a different understanding of the word mushal, which we usually relate to as a means of understanding something, but not necessarily bringing it down, just making it communic communicable. This way of looking at it is that each one of his mushalim brought down that lofty idea to a level where finally people could understand what he was saying. On this side, yeah, please. Um, I understand the co-hosts uh, had an intelligence. Mm -hmm. Hashem made a plan to mm -hmm. share it with them. Uh, and, and they understand their role. If, however, they do not have choice, I don't understand their being independent. They're intelligent, but unless they have choice, there's no independence. Where does the independence come from? So the, the word that I'm using is not the Ramchal's word. I'm, I chose that word independent because I wanted to bring out not that they have choice, because they don't, but that they are real creations. It, it is a, a koach is a real being. It was created by Hashem, just like a malach is a real being. It's a real thing. And it does have understanding. And God made it to understand. That's what I mean by the word independent. So it's an entity. Yes, it's an entity. More than an independent yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I would not want to say it in a way that conveys that it has freedom of choice because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not physical. No, it's, it's purely spiritual. Right. Please, Dory. It's, it's above. Yeah, it's above the mountain. The, so the kochos are above the malachim, as the Ramchal describes this seder. The kochos are the highest order of spiritual forces in the world. They're higher than malachim. They are the blueprint of the world. They are the plan of reality in highest form. The malachim are right below them, and they transfer that plan downward, downward into our world. Um, the Ramchal calls the, the world of kochos the olam hakise the world of Hashem's throne, somewhere else, and beneath that is the world of Malachim. He has another language, another terminology for that, but I forgot what it was. An another language, I'm sorry, what's that? Can you just give an example? All right, so an example would be Chesed. Right, so there are ten kochos, these are called the ten spheros. Keser, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzach, Yesod, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, Malchus. So those ten spheros, are the building blocks of reality. They're the same thing as the Chachamim when they say, that God created the world with ten statements. 
and each one of those statements is in Bereshis, they are parallel to the ten spheros that God made to create the world. So the kochos are those ten forces, spheros, that exist in their highest form, and in that highest form, that's the blueprint of reality. Now, we can identify chesed because we know what chesed is in our world. An act of chesed, a thought of chesed, we can identify it. We can identify deen. So what happened is that that koach, which was called chesed, came all the way up down from a realm where we could never understand it. It's completely beyond us. And it came all the way down into our world and manifested as what we call chesed. So those are the kochos that Ramchal is talking about, the eser spheros. Yes, please, Naomi. There are many strands, right? Because Chesed is big, right? If it's one of the ten, it's really big. So there's a one and there's like all, the all different facets, right? Many different facets of that same general koach. So, for example, Michoel is the Sar Shomayim. He's the angel of mine that's also called the Sar Shol Chesed. He's the angel of Chesed in the world. He's the Malach who is overall in charge of the whole koach. That's a very powerful, lofty malach. And under him, under Michal, are all these legions, tens of hundreds of millions of malachim that are under his um, authority. Then you have Gavriel, who's the Sar Shalesh. So he's the malach of fire, which is Gavura, or Dean. He's in charge over that whole koach in the world, and under him are all the malachim which are part of that koach. And again, there's millions and millions and millions beyond what we could possibly count. So the, there's a major force and the malach over it and all of the various strands of that which are underneath it. But remember, going back to the word independent, that none of them are independent of Hashem. Michal does not act on his own. Gavriel does not, not act on his own. It's Hashem is decreeing what they do and then that's their portion, that's their chalik in reality and they carry it out. They're not in charge. They're in charge of their, of their realm according to Ratzon Hashem. Yes, please, Mr. Shimon. So, Michal and Gabriel, mm-hmm. are, they are Malachim yeah. that are in charge of a koach? Right. And over a, over a very substantial koach. So, Michal is the Malach of Chesed. So, that's one of the ten forces which makes up the building blocks of our world. That's very big. That's an understatement. That's a ma- major force in the Michal is in charge of that. So and though these malachim that we talk about, they're very major forces in, in the plan. So there's just a certain set of malachim, like ten malachim that are yeah. in charge of the That's right. Realms. Right. And then beyond that, there's an infinite number of malachim. Some of them are also very, very high and great, but we're familiar with Michal, Gavriel, Rafael, you know, the Uriel. These are Malachim that are, have major tasks in the universe. Okay, so I know we have a couple more hands up. If someone has to tell me what time it is, if I can't see the clock. All right, so let's take a couple more. No, no one's breathing down my neck yet over there, so I'm okay. <laughs> so someone didn't say anything yet. Gail, did you have a hand up? Okay, yeah, please, Julia. 
are all of these theorems, I don't know all of them, but do they basically equate to meetups? Are they all meetups? All, all of ten of them? No, seven of them um, are translated into Midos, which are Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus. Those are called Midos. Now, certainly that's the sheer in and of itself, what, what those all mean, right? Kindness, uh, restraint, uh, harmony. So those are Midos. Seven. The, right, seven of them. They correspond to the seven days of the week to the seven weeks of Sirah Saomer, the seven years of Shemitah, all the sevens that Ramban talks about. So the three that are above them, which are Keser, Chachma, and Bina, Keser is crown, but it really refers to Ratzon. That means will. Keser is will. Chachma is translated as wisdom, but that's just an English word. It means a, a very kernel-like form of wisdom that contains a great deal in it, like a seed. And then Bina is the expansion of that. That's mevin dovor mitoch dovor, to infer, to deduce, to understand the koach of Bina. Those aren't midos because these are intellectual capacities. So Ratzon is up there by the head and so is Chachma and Bina. They're mental intellectual capacities. The other ones are down here. Chesed Gevur, it starts down here. Now you're getting into emotion and behavior. So that's where midos, that's where midos occur. The, within the midos are the mind. A person has to have chachma and bina in order to carry out acts of chesed. It requires intelligence. So they're behind it. But the actual mida itself starts from chesed. Right. Right. That's right. So, how does that sort of translate? For, uh, I mean, that's these are the highest forces. Right, and they trickle down all the way to, to here to our world. They're part of us. Right. So when yeah. we're working on these meadows, mm -hmm. how are we affecting? What what goes on with that in terms of if that's the highest spiritual realms? Then you have all these angels that are mm -hmm. in charge of these meadows coming down to us or whatever. So how does that work? You know. When we're working on these mitos in the world, right? How does that work? So I'm, I'm not saying this facetiously. You have to ask your Miyahu Hanavi. You have to ask Yechezko Hanavi, who saw the divine chariot of Merkava. We don't know. We don't know what happens when we do this. We know what happens. We, that's what we know. We know you do an act of Chesed down here that it affects Chesed up there. That we know, and it affects it in a good way. If it's consistent with Torah and mitzvahs and Avodah Hashem, we're affecting the higher worlds in the way we are supposed. That's called tikkun. That's called tikkun. But we don't know how that happens. A person literally would have to have Ruach HaKodesh to know what happens when you do these things. But if you're working on the specific one, and specific it has an effect. And that realm, I guess. Yes, it translates upwards. And we're just we're literally, you know, working with the tip of the iceberg here on our, in our realm. Right. Yeah. Mrs. Fran, you had a comment? Yes. So the yeah. three are above the seven Yes, yes, yeah. Keser, Chachma, and Bina are above them. You'll also see Da'as. Sometimes you see Chachma, Bina, and Da'as. But Da'as is not really an independent sphera. It's a combination of Chachma and Bina. But you do see it broken out as an independent word.
it's not one of the ten spheros, it's, it's the synthesis of, uh, or the end product of Chachma and Bina. Yeah, Mira, please. Now, it says in Shabbos, you know, mm-hmm. Right. The Sassim Bavala. Mm-hmm. So is that, like, are they happy? They're obviously happy with their role. Right. Is, does that translate in, are they, are they yes. co-hosting? They're malachim, are they? Malachim are also happy with what they do. Yeah. It's this communication with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, with the underpinnings of relation, of creation. And what you said in Keladon, Samechim B'Tseisam, the Sassim Bavala, that's Mamish, this idea. They rejoice in their role. They rejoice in their avoda. They understand their role in avoda Hashem. Yeah, I mean in Sherus Hashem. Yeah. 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 So this is part of. The, so these yeah. are the Shorashim that are satisfied. With, yeah. Are these like part of the main kochos? Yeah. What he's talking about here is the higher kochos. Oh, but but he said that it, it it trickled down all the way down to our world and became fixed in. And kavua into our olam. Into our olam, yeah. which is physically yeah. the sun and the moon right. and everything else. Right. So we don't have awareness of that, and the sun is not physically aware, but the spiritual root of the sun is aware. It also has a koach. Yeah. And it's samechim b'say sun v'sasim b'vela. Now, where do we have this amazing knowledge from? Like, what is the Ramchal takes everything he says from Chazal. So it's either from the Zohar or it's from the Gemara, or it's from the Midrash. He takes everything that he says from Chazal and from the Kisvei HaArizal, from the writings of the Ari HaKodesh. The Ramchal was one of those great people who did not write down his sources, like the Rambam. He just wrote. You figure out the sources, right? He just wrote. He's of such stature. He didn't write down his sources, like the Rambam. So you'll find in this book, for example, though, They'll quote a, a Gemara, a Midrash, you know, but they don't, they don't do that for everything because his sources are so vast. And he's taking ideas and he's um, condensing them and putting them into his own language. Right? Ramchal's language is unique. It's truly unique. He's making words in Hebrew, literally, so he can convey the ideas of Chazal that he wants to bring across to us. That's part of his uh, greatness. I'm sorry, I have to stop getting the signal. Have a great day, everybody. Good to see you. I know we went off into the clouds, but hopefully we're still on the ground.